2: The first selection of the National Hockey League Draft belongs to... The Daily Face-Off podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, picks Face Off,
1: the Daily Face Off, the
2: Daily Face Off podcast with your host Brock Segan.
1: Welcome to the Daily Face Off podcast, season four, episode fourteen. I'm Brock Segan. With me, as always, we've
2: got Dylan D. team. How's it going, D? Doing good, Brock. Happy to be here, as always. Feel blessed.
1: (laughs) Feeling (laughs) blessed, and it's a little (laughs) bit chilly in here today. So uh, you know that's what, what it's like living in Ontario, but. Biebs
2: getting prepared. Rocking a toque and a scarf. Looking warm. Looking snug. Uh, I like Biebs- to... Oh, right before we get to beebs, I like to put forward a motion that scarves are bullshit. Uh, I don't think they actually keep you warm at all. You want to try this? Yeah, I do actually. Right. D is now throwing on
0: my Christmas and Windsor scarf. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm doing good. Definitely,
1: definitely
2: keeps
0: your neck pretty warm. It's
1: just like know know what win- it adds. On a windy day, I think it definitely keeps the wind
2: from I guess if down. I'm walking to school, but... Uh in big, the garage they're right a now. a big pain in the ass. I don't
0: normally rock a scarf. I'm not a scarf guy, so no one... No. No one, like, pinned that to me. No. I, I thought like, scarf's so doing great. If but, I want to uh, rob a train, I could wear it like this. You've been playing way too much Red Dead. <laughs> That's uh, all I'm thinking about. Yeah, I'm just
1: a cowboy now. Yeah. But, cowboy uh, rocking scarves. No, we're
0: we're not in the warmest of settings, so I decided I'd bring out my... my uh, Handy dandy scarf. And Feels nice on though. the floor in my car. So yeah. even if the scarf isn't keeping your neck warm, oh. I can guarantee that that
1: little muzzy you got going is keeping uh-huh. the upper <laughs> lip warm right now. It's acting as a as a lip scarf. <laughs> this so lip snake? you're, off, you're oh, rocking yeah. two
0: scarves today. Absolutely. This push broom. Yeah, this thing <laughs> is. uh it's been occupying the face. I've been getting funny looks all week. Yeah, it's uh, terrible. Went out to eat twice last week, and there's, like, little kids that are, like, looking at me, like...
2: I think they're just squinting to see if it's there or not. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Is that hair?
0: It's it just... I are just seeing things? Someone asked to touch it the other day. That's uh, ridiculous. Let them do it.
1: Absolutely. It's okay. Super awkward. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to do the, the, the Movember yeah. thing, but, like,
0: my Muzzy's terrible, too. Like, D, you could you could go for it, but you always just seem to have a full... This one kind of came out of nowhere. I turned 25, and, like, it's not great, but no. I got something. It's as know. good as it's ever been. Yeah, I can you should die it. You should die it next no. year. Everyone it would be says fantastic. that. And I just burn my lip
2: before. Before. Yeah. before.
1: And I burned my lip,
0: and it freaking hurt. I <laughs> burned <Yeah.
1: laughs> Jesus. The but uh, maybe next year. Maybe next year we'll go full blown Movember, all three of us, and try right. to raise a little bit of money. Because that's what it's really all about. Yeah. Uh, but okay, let's get into fancy hockey. Enough Beard about December. stars. And, and, and we'll be, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. Uh, enough about that. Uh, we do our Daily Face Up podcast, Three Stars of the Week now. I think this week, though, we all had the exact same star. So we'll talk about this guy quickly first and then talk about three other stars that we had for this week. Patrick Linea absolutely popped off last week. Uh, he was absolutely ridiculous, scoring a hat-trick on Monday, two goals on Wednesday, adding another one on Thursday before capping the week off with five goals on five shots on Saturday. Line A scored a total of 11 goals on just 21 shots, uh, which is a 52.4 shooting percentage for those of you keeping score at home. Ridiculous week, literally one week single handedly. Uh, I didn't even know my dad was planning to get to one of our leagues, and I broke the news to him when we were together on Saturday that Line A had like Where five are you at, goals. Brock? Don't worry about it. Brock but, anyways, my dad day. just absolutely <laughs> went. He popped off harder the than Line calculator. A did. Um, that night, and my <laughs> my sister's boyfriend, he was playing against Line A too, so they were flipping out together a little bit. But it was a, it was an insane week. I mean, eleven goals. Uh, Biebs, you own them in one of your oh, yeah. one and of I'm your Flexing right now. <laughs> How many goals did you have this week? That after he added eleven to your total,
0: uh, I can't think of it like off my head, thirty-eight or something. Was like Thirty, yeah, thirty-five or thirty-six, S- which is just ridiculous across the seven game span because you put him and Patches together on a team, and all he do is score. Yeah. But, I wanted some assists, guys. Come on. It can't be too good. It's
1: funny because, like like, especially the starting goalies page on DFO is always just going crazy all day. People talking about their teams and whatever. Especially during the games. Like, they talk about all the goals, app, and blah, blah, blah. And it was just hilarious because I kept checking in on it and looking because there's so many people who own line who are just ecstatic but just <laughs> as many people who are playing against him who are just can't even just believe lost it week. I mean like
0: he so went like, home to Finland yes. had some home cooking yes. and just, just been absolutely ridiculous yeah, he's he's goals there, yeah. now, so we gotta figure out what the hell he ate yeah. how we get it to the rest of the NHL players yeah. and uh, yeah I don't think we've ever
2: there. seen a goal assist ratio like this ridiculous, before either 19 yeah. goals 3 assists that's insane how's it even happening
0: yeah, even David Clarkson you know had a better <laughs> ratio
1: than that did Anders Lee do something similar to that not too long ago? Like had oh, like thirty goals and 40, oops, 30 four goals. I do even get it's still you, like two to one, not like yeah. six. How, how
0: do you not get like the you ring one off a bar? Blake Wheeler smacks it home, assist. Or like you ring one off off the goalie, someone else bangs it home. Or saying. even like you pass the freaking puck. No, that's not. Someone's not gonna happen anytime soon. How do you have three out of? Anyways, uh-huh. Anders Lee did 34 18, guy, So that's know. way less than I thought it was. Um, but yeah, it is not insane. Seems like a lot though, because.
1: We know. don't see you, you don't see weeks like that ever. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw I retweeted something from DFO the other day. I think he was a, a Finnish reporter or something or someone from Finland. And he was like, "Oh, the Finnish invasion has reached the NHL. It's like Randy's leading the league in points. Oh, yeah. Liney's leading the league in goals. Rene's lead all goalie statistical categories. So Finland's taken over right now." Uh, but okay, without talking about Liney too much longer, uh, unless you guys have a couple of things to add about him, anything more. No, here's 11 goal, 53% shooting percentage week.
2: Speaks for itself, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about three other players who had outstanding weeks. Maybe not as good as Patrick, Line A, Biebs. Uh, you were the one
0: who first said you wanted to take Line in. like, I don't think that can happen. So let's start with you. Who did you pick outside of Line a? Yeah. So uh, let me just say... When I do my research, it's Monday morning. So I woke up, and I'm like, oh, this one's so easy. I'm just going to grab that. That's why I want to line it. But turns out (laughs) there's also another pretty easy one. Just had to go to the goalie page. Yes, this is two straight weeks of goalies for me. I swear I won't choose one again for a little bit. Unless they deserve it. But Marc-Andre Fleury, out in Vegas. um, He had an absolutely uh, phenomenal week this week. Ripped two shutouts, two back-to-back shutouts, which is pretty unheard of, back-to-back nights. Um, He started the week on the bench in Calgary, And got to watch uh, Malcolm Subban get absolutely lit up by (laughs) the extremely hot flames.
2: That uh, red-hot 848 save percentage for Malcolm Subban.
0: Seven goals against. But then he put up a wall, um, and he took down Arizona for a a shutout. uh, Or, sorry, he won a 3-2 game against Arizona, which was hilarious. They were struggling, so they actually scored. Good for them. Um, Then he took on Calgary. He looked Subban in the eyes, and he said, this is how you do it. Shut (laughs) him out. Comes back the next night in San Jose, which is an extremely, extremely good offense. Shuts them out, too. So if anybody was going in that weekend. shout out and back-to-back night. nights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's Friday, Saturday, forever, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I mean, Friday, Saturday, too. So, not a good Saturday, Sunday, which is awesome. Yeah. Um,
2: so DeBoer, anyway, DeBoer, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. DeBoer, oh. DeBoer tried the same thing with the Sharks and uh, Aaron Dell on the weekend. Mm-hmm.
0: Didn't work. You yet, see yeah. that? It was, like,
2: it was oh, so great. funny. I, I saw his quote before the game, like an hour after the game started, and it was already 4 nothing because I was like trying to look back and see where he said that Dell was going to start for yeah, the yeah, yeah, second yeah. night in a row. And the quote just started: I'm not a genius, but. And I was like, ah, I think that's all we need to read, right? Yeah, yeah so. Uh... Dell did have two straight shoutouts, I think, going into that game, mm-hmm. uh, back-to-back shoutouts, so. Uh, but he got lit up, four goals in the Shark's, first period. Sharks
1: uh, Twitter account let us down there, it's it's announcing that Martin Jones is starting a goal. And then yeah, we'll just go back to never trust that. team accounts. Never trust. Well, they're like the,
0: literally like the one that is uh, very reliable. That every should time, be in but, there, right? But, but yeah, now, but we, now we know. Fleury, um, yeah, killed it. 33-37 30, in those saves. So his next start, he's got to go forty-one for a shutout. It's only mm-hmm. only possible. Anyways, Mark Andre Fleury deserved it this week. Three wins, two shutouts. Winning weeks in net for people.
1: I know he's. I know he's old. But do you 33? think? Do you think the Pengu- Yeah, but I'm just saying. Do you think the Penguins are regretting I mean, that decision a little bit right now? I don't think bit. it was more. It was
2: like a cap hit yeah. contract situation, as much right. as anything else. Right? They needed to get rid of it. But I mean, they like they just.
1: They just. Yeah, they wouldn't have been able to give him that. I don't think. Like I don't. You think just think hate
2: Casey Smith. He's done fine. No,
1: I'm not saying I hate Casey Smith. <laughs> you can't ride him though. But yeah, I, mean, I just like he's not Mark Yeah. Um, I'm just saying like No I
2: think with everything Like they had to let One of him or Murray go yeah, At the right, time and I right, think Murray, think that Everything know, like, they had to go off of To that point Suggested I know I'm just saying Looking yeah. back on it, it was I, want, I wonder if they're like shit But it was as much as the fact that You got Murray for Minimum contract You got Flurry <laughs> yes. for Six and a half million a year Right so, And the
1: one thing too Obviously keep is is yeah, I don't think I don't left. think like Even if Flurry was there right now He would be Playing All that amazingly so, The team is A bit of a tire fire Defensively right now So even if Larry were there I just was wondering if you guys thought maybe he yeah. they it takes were...
2: a talented goalie to do well in that system like a young Casey DeSmith
1: yes potentially you <laughs> love him I'm <laughs> not 27 years old no I don't hate him I don't love him as much as you do he's, he's
2: okay I just feel like I like him more because I have to for
1: somebody who hates goalies you sure <laughs> seem to
2: love Casey DeSmith because great. I know there's nothing special about any goalie so I, but anytime I see a goalie in a spotlight like like for a 27 DeSmith, year, year old who's chilled in the AHL yeah.
0: this long I'm like where? who hasn't seen it yeah. but it could happen Jack Campbell, 26, came Sweet. up this Worst year. Worst goalies run. have done
2: it. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. Who's your star of the week? D, Casey Smith, or somebody else? Our boy, Max Pacioretty. Oh, the boy. <laughs> picks finally Hope you guys bought him low and picked <laughs> him up because we've yeah. been talking about this breakout for three weeks, it seems. Yeah, well, oh, a year and a half, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally showing some signs of life out in Vegas. Uh, so, Vegas getting a lot of love on the podcast. The whole team
1: started to show some love. Yeah. Some yeah. Nate Schmidt, bro, trying, trying to get sponsored <laughs> by
0: <laughs> Vegas.
2: Yeah, a little extra juice in the lineup just uh, the whole city yeah
1: to,
0: you know, <laughs> what's the commercials that whatever Vegas they have funding <laughs> yeah they have funding give us yeah, yeah, yeah there they, we they're go. doing okay uh, let's do just move there
2: yeah I had to get patches some love scored five times okay. added one assist last week including a pair of multi-goal games uh, also scored last Sunday so that gives him six goals in his last five games mm-hmm. shooting percentage finally starting to regress in the best way possible uh, for the sake of this podcast please keep it up Max
0: yeah cause we love him and he sometimes lets us down yeah. but
2: Everything's there. To it was well. just a tough break, you know. Uh, he was doing I so well; they were cre- that line was creating so many shots and uh, scoring chances at the start of the season, and then you lose first Stastny and then Hall. Uh, you know, Holla. your upside is going to take a hit when you got Cody Egan centering the line. But mm-hmm. uh, Patchetti still do his own, still in the top power play unit with Tuck. Tuck, by the way, looks unbelievable. So well.
1: good, yeah, so good.
2: Both our boys. Yeah, we'll take them both. Yeah. That Big second boys.
1: line, especially when Hall is there too, is yeah. love
2: that. Line. Or Stastny, remember Stastny? Yeah, he's on the team he's
1: obviously the Stastny yeah. there. He's gonna be back for Allah, So, yeah.
0: Remember Hala? Uh,
1: Nikita on, Kucherov man. is the Brock star of the week. Uh, Kucherov <laughs> was bumped I'm to the Braden point that. line this week and absolutely went off. Uh, not quite Patrick Line going off, but uh, Kucherov did his own. Uh, had a point in all four games, including three multi-point games, to give him two goals, seven assists, nine points in four games. Again, no Patrick Line, but. Kucherov went crazy nonetheless. That um, point ever. Kucherov combination right now is just insane. It's good, yeah.
0: insane.
2: Great but, point effect.
1: Let's move on because there's a lot to cover on today's show. Last night I was gearing up to go to bed. All of a sudden, yeah, I I get a little notification on trade. my phone from Elliot Friedman. He's like, the boy. looks like the uh, the old Arizona Chicago pipeline is working again. And then sure enough. Like
2: the fifth trade they've been in the last yeah. two seasons?
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. I, t- I tweeted something out uh, as well from, I think, Kat Silverman. She said she posted, like, a thing of the two organizations yeah. who, like, were part of Arizona now in Chicago. is insane. Yeah, it's like but eight or
2: nine deep on both sides.
1: Anyways, uh, Strom and Perlini going to Chicago mm-hmm. for Nick Schmaltz heading back to. The Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I immediately tweeted out that I thought this was a big win for Chicago. So, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say uh, about this trade. It was. It's interesting. I mean, all three guys, former first-round picks. Yeah. All three guys still though. on their entry-level contract. So, they were drafted, like, very recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan Strom number three overall pick behind McDavid and Jack Eichel. Ahead of Mitch Marner. The craziest thing is that Perlini uh, was... Tannen. Perlini was actually drafted before Schmaltz as <coughs> yeah. well in the same yeah. draft. So
2: a couple of picks ahead. It, it,
1: yeah, yeah, I think uh, Perlini was 14th, if I'm not mistaken, and Schmaltz, Schmaltz was, was 20th or something like that. Like that. Yes. So, Perlini was um, 12th, I'm
0: looking at it right now. Okay,
1: and Schmaltz, Schmaltz I think, was 20th. Yeah, yeah. so um, an interesting trade. I mean, there's a third overall pick, a 12th overall pick for a 20th overall pick. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Coyotes were looking to get a little bit faster yeah. moving on from Strom, who... Um, these has had no problem contributing They could not levels. tell
2: enough people that he was slow. I, yes. will, I will tell you that no, much. Yeah. That's all, that's, that's, that's all that anybody was talking about. Scouting report says he's slow. Like, yeah. wow. Could have told <laughs> you that not to Junior. Yes. yes. Just a big body. But, uh, um, Biebs,
1: we'll start with you. What do you think about this trade? Who do you think
0: uh, ended up... Coming out on top. Yeah. First off, Chicago knows it's allowed to trade with other teams in Arizona, right? I just gotta yeah. confirm. You guys know. Well, that if they keep are they allowed if they keep to keep winning like this? I mean, I, I I'd keep be, going back. Exactly. To, yeah. John they Jay are just ripping man. them off, sitting over there. Um, yeah. So terrible deal for Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> you get a 22 year old, 20th overall pick who's proven. You know, he can't even keep it down when he plays with with Tays and DeBrincat, mm-hmm. two absolute offensive units. Um, Strome was kind of beginning to show a little bit of upside. He struggled earlier. Everyone knows that. But he did play well in the AHL. Put up a point per game in the mm-hmm. AHL this year, I believe. And something that I love about this deal, you bring Strome back to, br- to Brinkat. Exactly. These are best friends. These are guys that put up – Strome put up 129, 111, and then 75 and 35 games playing alongside to the Brinkat. Um, these guys are going to spark each other. I think this is a great idea. Even if it fails, you uh, – who cares? you still got Perlini, who also, I think, measures up in the end to uh, um, to Schmaltz. 17 goals last year's Nothing to scoff at for Perlini. Shows you can put the puck in the net. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely massive win for Chicago. They need to split contracts, have NHL-ready players, not be throwing in AHL players. So to split him for, honestly, two players that I think measure up, that you could have done the deal one-for-one one with um, for Schmaltz, I, I think that uh, Arizona should really question what they're doing.
2: Yeah, I, I know it's weird because um, I, I do agree. Like, I, Obviously, it's hard to say uh, with all the hype that Strom yeah. had coming into the league. Uh, but Still if you're just league. looking off what they've 21. done in the NHL, Sh- Schmaltz is shown to be the best player of yeah. the three of them. Uh, and I guess shown to have the most potential in that regard. Uh, but again, you look at all the hype that Strom had, and even Perlini as the 12th overall pick, it, it's a little surprising to see a team throwing the towel on two guys that young this a early.
0: 21-year-old third overall. Yeah, like I,
2: it's so not that I don't crazy. like Nick Schmaltz. Like I, you guys have heard me talk about Nick Schmaltz yeah, the podcast yeah, before. I'm yeah, a big I'm good. a big Nick Schmaltz. He's guy. He's, yeah. Um I just I have a hard time believing that on the surface you couldn't have gotten more for when Dylan Strom and Brendan Perlino. When I
1: saw that it was sh- like because originally it said sounds like Schmaltz is going to Arizona. And yeah. then it sounded and then it said sounds like Strom is going back to Chicago. I thought what was gonna one happen was one. an extra piece was going to be from coming Chicago. from Chicago. Yeah. To make it an even trade. And then all of a sudden, like, Perlini's going as well. I'm like, okay. Like, they're getting a first out of... Like, something... There's got to be something coming yeah. back from Chicago. And yeah. then all of a sudden, right after that, the Coyotes' Twitter account tweeted out, finalizing the deal. And I clicked on it Like, what other pick is in this trade? Oh, yeah. I and
2: then it was just some, yeah. two for one, and I couldn't believe it. I, I was like, stunned. Clearly, they lost all hope in Strom, right? Yes. Um, but it's just, like, surprising to me that you're, like to the point where you want to move them so fast that maybe you think like his value is just diminishing at like a rapid rate right yeah. that you're willing to trade like add in a guy with Perlini who's again not that far off of yeah. Schmaltz as much as I like The Schmaltz.
1: one knock that I kept seeing about Strom and Perlini is they both have had times where they don't seem engaged yeah. so they might have fallen out of favor they just basically gave up on them but that's just I don't think that's what you do so send the kid kids to someone who he's
0: played with for yeah. the last five years and I just it's probably a trade in the middle
2: of the night. Yeah, I just I just have a really hard time believing they couldn't have got something Bold, more attractive. Yeah, I sure. love this even deal. if you really wanted Schmaltz like enough to leverage it to be like, Okay, give us a draft pick or yeah. something else to make this happen. it's weird. It
1: remains to be seen, obviously, if Strom will actually pan out, but it seems like the upside is there and yeah. It could have yeah. been a massive steal for Chicago. Yeah,
2: but I, I would say, I would add, um, if you're simply looking at the NHL career and what they've all done so far, Nick Schmaltz looks to be the most promising player in this trade. So for sure. If you want to look at a uh, you know, a best player available optic, I think at this point it looks like Schmaltz is that guy. Uh, but it's hard to ignore all the potential the other two guys had coming into the league.
1: Uh, like you kind of alluded to, Beebs, uh, Strom had 104 goals and 211 assists. 315 points in 159 games <laughs> in three seasons uh, on the Stupid. same team as cat. Ridiculous. Uh, my viewpoint is obviously. Uh, they
2: overvalued Strong and undervalued Debrinket. Yeah.
1: Schmaltz. Schmaltz wanted, to, or uh, the Coyotes wanted to get faster by adding Schmaltz. Schmaltz, who was uh, drafted as an after center, played some wing in Chicago, played yep. some center as well. Uh, they've announced that he is going to play center. Uh, it remains to be seen which line he's going to be on. I haven't projected to play with Galchenyuk because. While Schmaltz scored 20 goals last year, he shot 17.9%, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really known as a goal scorer. it's He'll need to play on a line with a guy who likes to shoot like Galchenyuk rather than playing with a guy like Keller. I think Schmaltz probably gets the most immediate uh, fantasy bump from this trade. I mean, he went from playing with not very good players on the third line in Chicago more often than not. Um, but I just don't understand why you would want to go from two struggling players... Uh, with high ceilings, the one struggling player with high ceilings. I mean, they all have high ceilings in this, in yeah. this deal. Schmaltz, an outstanding playmaker. Um, They're all young first-round picks. The one thing too is, I honestly think Perlini is really good. I think that's one thing that's getting left out. I mean, he had 20 goals last year. 17. I think 17, or sorry, it's t- 17 and 20. Sorry, yeah. 17 and 20. Um, but he's a big kid who actually is very fast and has a really heavy shot. Like he's Man. a There's guy. No who can be, he went, where he did? Yeah, like it, it's. I think what's going to end up happening is I think that Strome could very easily end up matching the assist totals that Schmaltz would have would have put up if Strome pans out to be the player that not even player that everybody thought he was going to be at third overall. But he's a great playmaker in his own right, especially you put him with a guy that yeah, he could anybody who puts up over 100. He points. could play between DeBrincat and Kane and light it up. Yeah, and he doesn't have to skate. Yeah, he him, exactly let just let feed forward. those two. Yeah, those guys and that's are the well. thing. And so, I think that Strom can easily match Schmaltz's uh, assist output. And Strom is... Eat. or in, uh, Sorry, Perlini's a guy who can definitely score 20 goals. And I don't think you can say the same about Schmaltz. He's not a shoot-first guy. He's a playmaker. I don't he think... scored 20 last year. Yeah, but he shot 17%. There's, none, there's no yeah. reason to expect him to continue to
2: do that. I know, but you would also expect a 21-year-old to build on the 118 shots. Right, but he's
1: just never really been a, a, a shooter. Like, I know. I, I understand that. I just think that the <clears every throat> way you slice it... And Perlini, the other thing, too, is Perlini is a guy like Schmaltz who can move up and down the lineup. Like How frequently did we see Schmaltz? You go play draft games, and Schmaltz is playing with Patrick Kane, and then the next night you go to play Schmaltz again with Kane, and then he's on the third line with who knows who.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, last year they were together for pretty much the whole season. The whole season, yeah. Quenville uh, gets on the hot seat early on and lineup goes into shambles and obviously with the new coach coming in. They did play Things 71% changed.
1: of their ice time together last year. But as you alluded to mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago when you talked about Schmaltz, he is a guy who's posted extremely strong numbers away from Kane. He's a yeah. guy that can carry his own line. And if you put him with a Galchenyuk or somebody like that, because there is still some talent in Arizona, I think Schmaltz can still be very successful there, but I just
2: don't like the deal. I don't know. I, I just It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, I just I like you got to think they could have got more from the Blackhawks if you really like you said really wanted hit. to unload Strome, uh, and he, maybe even Perlini for that matter. It, it just seems like you would have been able to. I leverage feel like it you could
1: have unloaded them in two separate deals and yeah. got way more. Of you'd tournament. think, you'd think. It just I don't know. It makes it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like if it, it feels like to me is they've had so much.
2: I just feel like there's something else going on. Like to ha- for a trade like that too to happen in the middle of the night. It's like. Oh, like right after the game. I know, yeah. right after. Yeah, the game.
1: something happened last night. Think so. But like, it's just it was weird too. Like, it's Think like, so. that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like they, TM, something, something, something's going on. And then he no, just, TM he got in,
2: it. Just doesn't add
1: up. You know what I mean? Going on the phone with his buddy, yeah. like the only guy I ever trade with, Chicago. And it's like, okay, these two are going. What do you got? They're like, oh, I'll give you Nick Schmaltz. And he's like, okay, done. Boom, trade's done.
0: Happened so quick, it was crazy. Yeah. Took a little bit of uh, melatonin or serotonin, whatever that stuff is. The guy did before bed, <laughs> and he just called up. Chicago's GM, and that's how so it is. Stan
2: it. Bowman. So I get it done. Getting a gift on his front doorstep.
0: All right, before we really get into the meat of today's
1: uh, fantasy part of the show, uh, we want to talk about, quickly about Carl Alsner. Uh, Carl Alsner goes on waivers. Doing this? I don't want to talk about I don't, I don't I'm no, just I'm just gonna want to. No, I just want to. I, I don't want to just talk about it. No, I just, Carl, meant, I just, I want just about, never want to talk about Carl I just Alsner. don't want to talk about Carl <laughs> But Go ahead. Go ahead. So, Alsner's been a healthy scratch in 16 of the Canadiens' first 24 games. Yeah, so, it comes bet. as little surprise that Alsner is the casualty with Shea Weber making his season debut on Tuesday. Uh, is in the second season of a five year deal with a $4.625 million cap hit uh, and just simply doesn't have the foot speed to keep up in the NHL anymore. No. That's um,
0: wild that they signed him for that. As for Weber,
1: <laughs> uh, <not> <laughs> Weber was back in practice again today, returns to the Canadiens top pair and top power play unit, immediately making him uh, worthy of, his, of a fantasy ad. Uh, Weber's career may be on the downswing at 33 years old, but still has a cannon for a shot. In two seasons with the Canadiens, uh, he has 23 goals on 258 shots in 104 games. Uh, that shot volume would put Weber on pace for 144 shots in the remaining 58 games this season. I'll tell you, making him a candidate for 12 goals at his 8.2 career shooting percentage. Uh, I think that he can uh, be a legitimate double-digit goal threat with 20 plus assist upside. Uh, as long, you know, from here on out, as long as he can stay healthy, it remains to be seen how that knee is going to hold up. But uh, his return, on the flip side, also hurts Jeff Petrie's fantasy value uh, considerably. Petrie moves down to the third pairing and second power play unit. Uh, but Third before, pair? Yeah, but before you get too crazy, uh, I would look at selling high uh, on Petrie right now before other owners catch on just how much um, Weber's return is going to hurt his value. He is still currently tied for 10th in the league among defensemen uh, in points, So there will be suitors for him just by people clicking on what (laughs) what Jeff Petrie's been able to do. So I would be looking to add Jeff Petrie. I'd be looking to – or add Shea Weber looking to trade Jeff Petrie uh, right now. And as good of a sell high right now as Jeff Petrie is, that really leads into our second half segment. Uh, We're going to talk about a lot of buy low and sell high candidates here in the second half. Uh, And mainly because my sister's boyfriend who got dummied by – Patrick Laine this week he told me he was a little bit nervous about a trade that he made. Uh, he traded Matt Duchene and Ryan Nugent Hopkins for Sidney Crosby, and I was like, "Whoa, he's nervous." He was like, "He was like, he was happy about it. He's <laughs> a fucking kid and he's nervous. He was happy about it, but he was like, he was nervous that what Duchene is like. How good do you think Duchene is?" And I was like, "He's good, but he's not yeah, like I mean, as what he's, he's done." And he's like, "Oh," me. and I made him feel better about the trade. Now he's ecstatic. He's like, "Oh my god, I got Crosby. This is amazing." RnH not playing with McDavid anymore. So. Yeah, that, that alone, alone made me want to talk before. a little bit about Matthew Shane being a sell high candidate because mm-hmm. that just goes to show what kind of deals you can pull off. Um, so when we get back after the Blue Stones, we're going to talk about uh, a number of buy low and sell high candidates and let you guys start working those trade uh, trade blocks. Because right now, I mean, we're getting into the meat of the season. Something you know, you might be two and five at this point in the season. You got to make some moves. So yeah. let's it's trade time. But first, let's go to the Blue
0: Stones. We'll see you guys back here in six. Black
2: Hole music video comes out
0: tomorrow. Nice. Yes. Broken down, so I walk the line. I drop my wounds and I die. I'm out of money. I'm out of time. I fly low like a broken arrow. Time slows in my vision arrows. I'm out of money. I'm out of time your hearts out, singing loud, make me happy, make me proud, black holes, solid ground, black hole, solid ground, a thousand voices, set them free,
2: because it's out.
0: Daily
1: Face-Up Podcast, Season 4, Episode 14. Uh, we're going to talk about some buy low, sell high candidates here in the second half. Wow, that was gutty. Uh, D, we'll start with you. <laughs> let's go with buy low first.
2: All right. What do you got? Who are you looking at? We're talk about some underperformers We'll talk G. about the overperformers. Correct. Um yes. start with that. Okay, let's go here. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers. Another one of our, our boys, has the been boys. since he got drafted, really. Ever uh, since you did that
0: one play that we talked about <laughs> Yep, that's the one. <laughs> that's the play. <laughs>
2: Which you guys could have seen Brock act that out for you guys, but it was, uh, it was I on point. yeah. Just know. To a T. Yeah. No, to yeah, a yeah. T. Yeah. <laughs> Equally as athletic, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, after back-to-back 60-point seasons, Evers has struggled out of the gate, as you all know, picking up just five goals and five assists in 22 games. Uh, we get asked about him a lot, uh, especially in the first few weeks of the season, but, you know, we were able... to got
1: bumped to the fourth line. Yeah, right
2: I, we were able to attribute them then uh, to spot in the lineup, playing on the third, even fourth line, less than 14 minutes a night. Uh, spent the better part of the last 10 to 15 games, though, on the Jets' top line. Uh, and the struggles have continued, strangely enough. He has just one goal and one assist over the last six games. Fortunately for Eagles, it seems the dip in his production seems to be largely out of his control. His on-eye shooting percentage hits at just 6.5% right now, and it's the main reason why we see him with just five assists in 22 games. I think his upside is always going to be limited by the lack of power play time he sees on that team. Uh, but he's been productive his whole career to this point while on the second power play unit. He finds himself in the best possible spot in that lineup right now alongside Shaflin Wheeler on the top line. Uh, and he's just been snake bitten, plain and simple. I, I don't know if he can build on his usual 60 point pace while playing 15 minutes and 46 seconds a night, but he can certainly get back to it. It's what he's done in the last couple of seasons. So I, that line still generating plenty of scoring chances. Just can't seem to find the back of the net. Things will turn for them soon. And honestly, in rejoff leagues, you can probably get Ehlers for next to nothing right yeah. now. There's what, never been a better time to make a move for him.
1: What's his old percentage sitting at these
0: days? It can't be very high. It's uh,
2: it's got to at least still be in the seventies. People still got respect for the name. Um, but yeah, it's back to back
0: sixty pointers better. Yeah, better get you seventy.
2: Yeah, but I mean, you know, anyone who takes got to be
1: one like him and like Fiala have to be just some of the. Two of the hardest players to own right now, like, mm-hmm. like they're like so good that you can't drop them. I would really, dropped I think Elias is on another and level compared to Fiala. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, he. No, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, I just see like so many questions about both these guys constantly. Yeah. It's like I don't. Like, what do you do? Man? Yeah. Okay. Fiala just can't
2: seem to get it. Going. Fiala, I would have dropped a few weeks ago, to be honest. He's just spots too inconsistent in the lineup, and he hasn't shown the ability that Elias has line, to produce in a small He plays the
0: first yeah. line, plays the fourth
2: line. Either's you can't do anything else except just wait right now. <laughs> I mean, if someone else has him, that's what I'm saying, go after him. Yeah. But, but if you're the owner I right think now, like, uh, you're not going to get hesitating. full value for him. They're not hesitating to trade him. Exactly, yeah. They should, but uh, they're not, so you can capitalize on that. Uh, like I said, you can probably get him for next time. They say
1: 82% still? Yeah. So... No, I like it a lot, and I almost talked about. This uh, is my uh, one of my buy low candidates, and yeah, like you can you can get it for next to nothing right now. Like a lot of owners, I'll just look at like, oh, well, how many points does this guy have? How many points does this guy have? Mm-hmm. And U is not stacking up right now to basically anything. We see the
2: time on ice too, when I look at the little yeah. recent games, and it's just not there. So, uh, but you guys know he's produced well the the with not a lot of time 25%. on ice. Twenty-five percent.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, but. Uh, Biebs, who's your first bylaw candidate? Jakub Vorchek out in Philly. Um, Jesus. I didn't even know you were talking about him when I was wrote about
0: him. Yeah, no. Um, I realized you guys had three, and I wrote up a little something for me. Oh, um, boy, would keep up guys like that, rhyme. Yeah. I had no clue. Um, but anyways, Voracek struggling this year, 17 points in 23 games. But as we know, just about everyone on Philly struggling, especially Ron Hextall. <laughs> Bye. Sorry. Never want to talk. No, the only not job, struggling
1: in Philly is Gritty. Yeah,
0: Gritty. <laughs> it! I was just like, man,
1: every tweet I saw today that was like new GM of the Flyers, and it was like a gwitty, gritty, gritty GIF. I was like,
0: shut yeah. up! Like, how many other 154 it's people? Almost as BS is Daniel Briere getting it. It, it. Imagine he gets that job, just touches ice like he a, every goal he used to score. Apparently, he's yeah. doing a pretty good job in the ECHL. But like, no, I was just like, man, like you have
1: to, you have to be a forward player to get a job
2: in the yeah. NHL now. Definitely no Not smart. people. It's definitely always been that. It's definitely always- no smart people like Kyle Dubas out the,
0: there, eh? You know, it's an old man's, man's club. To, Anyways, yeah, before, we, before we get bitching, um, and someone who looks a lot like Gritty, Jakub Voracek, literally the closest <laughs> player in the league to their mascot, like, yeah. Like, do you think they, since Mike Commodore retired, anyway? Yeah. Like he honestly looks like, like to to their own team. If mascot, they turned the players into cartoons, um, he would. Gritty be. would be his version, and yeah. then like Drew is you know some whatever looking guy, and you know
2: <laughs> good looking guy. There you I, know,
0: I was gonna go there, but I'm like ah, I don't know if he was a, look- a good, good so looking dude. I'd, Juro and feeling it 5 goals. <laughs> He had an 85 point se- season last year. He's a huge assist guy. Um, we know that with the new coach, I kind of expect him to. There is no new coach. No coach, sorry. With the new GM in town, there should of, be a new. Yeah, coach. there should be a new coach. Sorry, there will next step. I don't know.
1: There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of talk that the reason that Hextall was fired. He didn't, is fire Hextall? he didn't want to fire because he
2: didn't want to fire. I knew it had to be one or the other. No. Hextall and Hextall. That's, that so should was, be a lot. That's the next step. Yeah. Well, they just kept talking about like the difference in philosophies, right? Like Paul Holmgren even mentioned that in the statement. Mm-hmm. It was like
1: the most profound. So I'm
2: looking at that. I was like, "Hey, one of them wants to fire Hackstall, and the other one doesn't." So yeah, well,
0: that's what
1: that is. Well,
2: we're gonna see which one. Hackstall and Hackstall (laughs)
1: are
0: just secretly brothers. This is a guy who put up 35 power play points last year, um, which was. Right up there, top the tops of the league, um, and he only has four so far this year. So he's, he's had clearly he struggling. Had a rough so the power far. play's had a rough um, go. Yeah, the power oh play's God. had a terrible go, and he still stayed on the top. Yeah, That's we can talk I about Shane so Gossespi Goss right now. He yeah, it too. It's the same I player. absolutely love anyone who plays on a first unit, especially one this talented. We know Claude, Ver- Claude Giroux is a second half player. We've seen it happen every single year almost. He just comes yeah. at, he, He's absolutely amazing second half. And when that happens, a lot of times Voracek goes for the ride. Um, I like getting him right now, especially in redraft leagues. It's someone who I think people will give up pretty cheap because the goals make him look a lot worse than he actually is. Um, shots should go up. He's not a minus 10 player. Um, this is a team that's going to improve, and with these improvements, they kind of... They just need some goal Yeah. Some <laughs> I treated it to yeah, that they well,
1: fired Ron Hextall just so they could sign him to be their goalie. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, they need some. Realistically,
0: though, we go fight some more. The sports
1: one sports thing sports. about Vorchek is because this is... Extra frustrating because Voracek is one of those guys on draft day where you're sitting there and he just kind of always falls. Always to drops, you. but and then you, and then you're like and you look at him like ah oh, like I don't really like Voracek, but he's so consistent. Yeah. So like he, him especially you can get for cheap because that's how every Voracek owner feels like they got him. They're like ah oh, like Hasn't I don't really season, love him, but he's always just twenty goals, sixty assists or whatever, like right around there. Like that's why he always falls too. consistent. Exactly, so exactly. And he, but he's so consistent year in year out and. I think you can get him for so cheap right now. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. He's uh, he's kind of kept to his, his overall season, or his overall career shooting percentage um, this year. So nothing kind of stands out in that regard. Not like his shooting percentage is down. But just overall, you know, I like a guy moving up the lineup. And they're going to have to switch some things up around there. Clearly him and Nolan Patrick aren't the uh, the greatest combo. No. Um, but yeah. Who's yours, Brock? Uh, one of
1: the guys that D de- uh, talked about a lot in the preseason, that's a Vander Kane. Uh, he's always been one of the most difficult players to project in the NHL because you never really know what you're going to get year in, year out. Um, but last year, he enjoyed great success after being traded to San Jose. The most. And that resulted yeah, in, he went off. He, that resulted that in him having out. a 56.1 ADP this fall. Uh, in his first 24 games of the season, he's on pace for 24 goals and 27 assists, uh, which isn't terrible, but definitely not what you're looking for out of your fifth round pick. Uh, there might be better days ahead, though. Uh, you should trade for him now because he's on pace for a career-high 311 shots, <laughs> uh, but his 7.7 shooting percentage uh, is the is worse in a couple of years. Uh, he has shot around 7.7 for a season on many occasions, but his career shooting percentage is right around 9%. Um, where you can expect the big improvement, though, is uh, his lowly 6.6 on-ice shooting percentage. Kane has moved up and down the lineup this season, but is currently on the top line with little resistance. Uh, for playing time, they seem pretty content now yeah. to keep, to have uh, Joe Thornton slotted in on the third line with like Marcus Sorensen. Give those legs a break, those knees. Yeah, so and so so I think that you're going to see Kane in the top six more often than not, uh, particularly with Pavelski, which is what worked very well last year. D, I know you're very excited to see Pavelski back at center. Thornton down the lineup. It's it is their best the best configuration of lines that yep. they can really go with. Yeah. Uh,
2: so I still it makes your team so much deeper when you got Joe Thornton on your third line. Absolutely, and I I oh, yeah. still like Kane Jumbo to finish <laughs>
1: the year with thirty goals, uh, thirty plus goals, thirty plus assists. Uh, the assists might be pushing it, but I mean playing with Pavelski, it should happen. He's already got thirteen goals this year. Uh, the one thing that's crazy, Pavelski, just four apples so far this season. Uh, I think that line's gonna get going. They're gonna figure it out. Uh, Vander Kane is a guy who, uh, like many people, I think on draft day. He's sitting there in the fifth round, and you're kind of reluctant to take him in that area, you know, because normally he's, you know, a ninth round pick or whatever, and people took a gamble on him this year because he had such a phenomenal finish it's in San Jose, yeah. and it's burning. And he's a guy that people uh, have been burned by before, I'm sure. I mean, I, I know I've had Evander yeah, Kane many times, so I think he's another player like Vorchek, you know, who you don't always have the most faith in on draft day, and when he struggles out of the gate, like I said, I mean, 24 goal 27 assists, pace. Not ideal uh, right now, but I like I like him to be a thirty goal guy this season. I think they'll get it going. Uh, the Sharks are literally one of the best teams in the
2: NHL yeah. bar none. So it's just a matter of the, honestly if they let them just stay together for long enough and they twist their lines a little too much. They've started probably,
1: right? to do it. They do change their lines a ton, and but like they're on a nice stretch here yeah. of keeping these keeping things consistent. They're playing well. Yeah, and I, I, I think I,
2: when you you got a line that's just completely outplaying the opposition and the goals aren't coming, you have to kind of let. The regression take its exactly. place, right? And, and just, that's just that's break like, it up before it happens. But that started it, to happen. Like Pavelski
1: yeah. just went on absolute yeah. terror.
2: And uh, in, in uh, DeBoer's defense, like Kane, Somella, and Donskoy has been a really potent third line mm-hmm. when they're together as well. So you understand why he moves Kane up and down the lineup. The most frustrating thing, I think, if you're a Kane fantasy owner, has got to be the lack of power play time. Yeah, uh, I just don't get how you look at a guy with a shot like that with proficiency at getting shots on net. And don't think he's a candidate for that first unit over the likes of Joe Thornton or Kevin LeBron. I think I just, like I like Lebanc a I think right? they just
1: like to see Joe just give the puck back to Eric Carlson and Brent Burns or Eric Carlson or Brent Burns. Yeah. I don't know. They to just it. like it's it, 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 it seems to
2: be just those two. It's a problem and, of riches, man. Too much going on. Too much to play yeah, with. Yeah. That
1: and I think it's just, it out. It's always trying to be. A, it's a it's always a balancing act. Too, yeah. Right? Like every, I, a lot of teams are trying to balance those. Two I get it. I just yeah. I think it just works a lot better
2: when you just find your formula and stick with it. I just think the power play. The season worked
1: their way out if I coach like I would load that top power play unit up as much as possible and they would play a minute 45 like like they're standing there they're not getting tired out there like a lot of times like you just see sometimes if it gets cleared out there's no one that's the one time that you take them off (laughs) it gets cleared twice then you take them off and you give your second unit a little bit more playing time but sometimes I see these guys just like full energy skiing off the ice after 45 seconds and I'm like man like you're gonna put these five out of the ice instead of those, are there's, you know, they don't have a player, right? They're well, missing a player, a and way. you're taking, you're taking Joe Brett Burns, and Eric Carlson off the ice right now. What are you doing? It's the
2: entitlement, man. They're thinking about one. things we would never think about, you know. And for better or for worse, you heard Tortorella go off about it with his Blue Jackets players. Yeah, and he doesn't give his best players all the number one power play time because he thinks there's entitlement issues. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, we gotta keep moving through these by lows. So we'll, D, we'll go back to you. Who are you talking about? Matthew Barzell, um, mm-hmm. with Tavares gone, a lot of people are expecting some sort of fall off from the 85 point rookie campaign Barzell put together. And while that has happened to some degree, it is a little overblown. He still has 20 points in 22 games, uh, but I think a lot of fantasy owners are going to be frustrated by the lack of goals. He has just three on the season. We did expect the Isles power play to take a step back this year, but that's not where uh, the dip in Barzell's production is coming from. They've actually held their own on the man advantage, and Barzell is on pace for more power play points than what he had a year ago. Uh, the dip in his offense has come largely at five v five, and it's not for lack of trying. Barzell's Corsi sits at fifty point two percent, which is phenomenal on the Islanders. It's a six point six percent, yeah. yeah, relative Corsi. Uh, his line constantly outchances their opponents, but the production is lagging behind a bit. Barzell's on ice shooting percentage sitting at six point four percent right now. Personal shooting percentage at seven point one. Uh, they're both going to regress positively for Barzell as the year goes on, and he doesn't even need to uh, doesn't even need them to climb that all that much to get back to his eighty five point pace. He shot just 12.9% last year and is on ice, shooting percentage, finished the year at 8.2%. So both very modest and reasonable marks for him to get back to sooner than later. Uh, given the lack of goals, I think there's a lot of value to be found here right now. You can make a move for him and confidently expect over a point per game from here on out. Just keep in mind, you know, the points are always going to be assist heavy with Barzell. And playing for Islanders is never going to result in a great plus-minus. Uh, but I think, as far as legitimate point per game players go right now, that might be available on the fantasy trade market. You're not going to find better value than Barzell. Yeah. It's funny
1: because I, t- I said it when you talked about Oilers, uh, yeah, and say it again about Barzell. I- I picked my three before you even got around to this, and I was going to talk about both of them. And yeah. when you said this, you're going to talk. about I didn't about, think about it was,
2: for a while. I was like twenty points in twenty two uh, games, but I, I've yeah. seen a lot of people complain about Barzal too. Yeah, right? for so sure, it's worth talking about. And he's picked it up quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, I just I just think uh, like get him before he gets too. It's high. another guy. Yeah, it's another guy that someone might be a little bit disappointed with how high they drafted him. He, he, and just the, straight those up, because people of lack tend of to react. Yeah, they're,
0: extreme because the, they're like, "F that guy, he yeah. burned me." Yeah. Um, he's another one of those players Sorry
1: to cut you off Real quick He's another one of those players Though this year Coming into this year Especially on draft day You were a little bit nervous About okay How yeah. is he going to be able Well one to For one it's You Tavares. only got
2: one year To go off of right exactly. and then With Tavares, no Tavares. being gone uh, But again We talked about it all last year Barzell barely played with Tavares It all it all came on the power play Right And But that's where we expected It was him just to take a, a, it was a matchup
1: thing though too Like yeah. now he's got to go up Against top lines and Yeah the top but it's still not Happening as much No it's not like, because, because their top six Is
2: actually pretty balanced yeah.
1: Well they, yeah they, they've found a way to balance it out. Yeah. Nelson's
0: playing pretty well. Uh, but anyways, let's keep going. By-low, i I'll stick to someone who's burning people who draft him relatively early. Not relatively early, extremely early. Jamie Ben, current By-low candidate with nine goals and 10 assists through 24 games. Ben kind of finds himself outside the top 100 of many fantasy leagues rankings. Um, for the first yeah. time in a long 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 long, 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 long time. Probably like five years, to be real. Um... He's on pace for 215 shots this year which is not bad 31 goals and 34 assists which is still pretty solid but that's an extreme down year from Jamie Benn um I like going after him just with what you could deal for him this is a guy who is a top 10 forward not just top 10 in his position top 10 forward in my opinion um especially when he plays alongside Tyler Sagan who's pretty good in himself and when he gets that third piece Radulov going I love that trio no matter how much of a dumpster fire the rest of that team yeah. is that trio is always going to do good another thing that helps this case um, that's really hurt this year is their back end clearly has been lacking with no Klingberg mm-hmm. um, that kind of not as decimated the power play but it definitely has hurt the power play Big has done. helped has hurt pucks moving up um, overall just hurt in general um, the team as well as you know we all know about uh, Dallas's terrible goaltending <laughs> yeah. it's a team that prides itself in scoring is only 21st in league scoring yep. That's not going to last all year. They're, Dallas, they're course. such a bizarre team. Yeah, things are weird. Um, but I think he's going to go back. To, Jamie Ben, as well as the whole team, is going to kind of hopefully figure it out. Um, they're not the 21st best scoring team in the league. Yeah. They're definitely better than that. Um, he's really struggled on the power play. It's would insane. you guys
1: trade Braden Point if say Braden Point's like your number three center
0: mm-hmm. and you need help on left wing? Would you trade Braden Point, for Jamie Ben, right now? He's kind of, oh, he's kind of popping off. It's tough to. It's tough. Point's so hot right now. It's just I'm just thinking
1: about a player that you would have literally got like four it's tough. rounds later. Yeah. Point at, at center, it's tough,
2: right? Yeah. Point is just the type of guy that uh, I just in general feel really hesitant to move because he's just yeah. you look and you know he's definitely over overperformed his expectations since he came into sure. the league like drastically, right? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, that's when that's all you have to go off of, and no, there's, there's no steel, massive red flags and the underlying numbers yeah. Like it's I'll big. be
0: mentioning Max Domi, who has. Yes. Way better looking stats. If somebody offers Max Domi for Jamie Ben, pull that trigger mm-hmm. right away. Yep. Boom, automatic.
2: Boom, yeah, and I think stuff. I would look at like a Braden point for Jamie Ben and maybe see if I can get something else with right. Ben. Right? Yeah, that's maybe what I was gonna maybe work I, a two I, for I was, two where I get Ben and a better player for a point you do and a lesser pull player.
0: That, I mean Realistically, it could go either way. Yeah. I was just asking. And I don't
2: expect it to be in too big of a swing yeah. either way. So if you can get like a good second piece in the right. trade, it's probably worth it.
1: I have Braden Point as a sell high, so I just wanted to see where you guys were. I mean, I wouldn't trade Point from Ben straight up right now, but I wanted to see where you guys kind of felt about a tough that. let go. Who's uh, your buy low, though? My next buy low is Braden Shen. Uh, Shen has bounced back, uh, sorry, bounced around the Blues lineup more than he's used to this season. Uh, but new head coach, Craig Barube. Seems content uh, with him as their second-line center uh, right now behind Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, with both Jane, Sh- uh, Jane Schwartz and Alex Steen out, though, the Blues' wing depth uh, has been tested. And decalled called it last week somehow. Zach Sanford playing on the top <laughs> line right now. Yeah. Uh, but it's also forced it. Robbie Fabry and Robert Thomas to be thrust into larger roles. Uh, however, when Schwartz and Steen return, the Blues should have a great second line, uh, which will be powered by Shen. Despite playing a minute 30 less per game so far this season, Shen's shot volume uh, has not wavered at all. Additionally, the Blues offense seems to have woken up a little bit under Craig Berube. Um, and I think all their forwards should see a bump in fantasy values. The team has struggled, uh, you know, pretty surprisingly. It's not a team that we really expected to struggle offensively. Yeah. A lot of weapons. Uh, injuries have hurt a little bit. As they always do. And, I, you know, always. I think what's going to happen, they seem pretty content with Ryan True. O'Reilly and Tarasenko together. Uh, I can see that that's left sh- wing spot be a little bit. It could be a little bit of a Sanford's rotating a door long. or whatever. But revolving door? I think that uh, I can't revolving door, rotating door, rotating door. <laughs> um, But I think like you could see Schwartz and Shen paired up and to get like, together on the second line. That'll be a really that's what they were doing second before. Line. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that's it. So I oh, think yeah, I obviously it. right now it's going to be tough. while He's playing with Fabry and Thomas, who are you know great offensive players in their own right. But I, like, Schwartz and Shen have been so dominant together at five on five. Uh, such a good history there, and you know it, it, Schwartz isn't expected to be out too too long. So Shen's a guy uh, who's not going to blow it off the charts for you, uh, but he's going to be super consistent. And uh, I think he's got dual position eligibility as well. So Shen's a type of guy who I like to look at as a buy low right now because he's been so poor. And you don't have a huge investment in them if you draft them that you can get them for really really cheap right now. So mm-hmm. I like taking a look at Braden Shen because I think uh, the whole Blues team should turn around uh, under Berubi and I like Braden Shen a lot. Always have. So D uh, last buy low for you.
2: Uh, this will be quick. Pretty self-explanatory. William Nylander. <laughs> uh, yep. We mm-hmm. talked about him a few weeks ago. How he might be worth last f- week. Was it last week? I think so. Uh, how he might be worth a flyer if you can capitalize on an impatient owner. The deadline for Nylander to sign in order to play this season is this Saturday, December 1st. All indications are he will sign with the Maple Leafs before then. The two sides are reportedly still working on a six-year deal, uh, and I've gotten a lot closer in the last few days. On the weekend, if you saw the reports, uh, rumored to be less than half a million dollars per year apart right now. Certainly a gap you would expect to close before the deadline hits. Uh, you know, I, I just think, you look at the optics of the situation, Dubis is not going to let Nylander sit out a full season in his first year as GM. I fully expect a deal to be made in time. Uh, Certainly seems that they're not going to pull a a quick trigger, a panic trade. Uh, Hopefully his owner in your league is a little out of the loop, so you can take advantage, maybe miss the reports over the weekend. Neumann has put up 61 points in each of the last two seasons. I think that paces his floor for this year once he returns to the lineup. We've already seen Mitch Marner take a huge step forward this year at Morgan Riley. Remains to be seeing how much power play time is going to be there for William Nylander. Uh, but if you kind of read between the lines of Ma- Mike Babcock's comments this week, yep. uh, you know, the big line that everyone is grasping onto is, I'm, I'm assuming Nylander and Matthews are both going to be back this week, uh, which was obviously good to hear. But what I was, you know, from a fantasy, whatever we are, podcast, expert, whatever you want to call it, uh, perspective, looking at it. expert Experts. Experts. Suck. Experts. Um, what I what I was really intrigued intrigued by, uh, they're asking him, you know, what what is what is that going to do for your lineup? Getting Matthews and Nylander back this week, Matthews is expected to come back. They get both those two's both coming. He said you get a whole nother line back. So yeah. you read between the lines. We talked about it. Really seems like Nylander. Literally read between the lines. Yes. Yeah. It really seems like is going to come back and just be inserted right onto that top line with Austin Matthews. For sure. Uh, and, yeah, he's already done 61 points each of the last two seasons, like I said. So I think that pace, you got to expect that to be his floor moving on out. If he gets onto that top power play unit, uh, which, Brock, we were talking about earlier, I do think there's a good chance it happens because, you know, it's not ideal having your top three centers, three centers. Kadri, Tavares, and Matthews all in the first power play unit. It results in it really them almost always sets. having to throw out the fourth line. Uh, to start afterwards, I don't think it was ever the plan. It's just with Nylander out mm-hmm. to start the season, right? Yeah. Um. So as much as I love Kadri on that top unit and everything he's done there, I think he is going to eventually lose his spot to Nylander. So you know, there's I, really it's just a wide open uh, for what Nylander can do. Just a ton of talent on an incredibly offensive. They're right, going to be so good team. when he gets yeah, back. Yeah. Like Marlow,
1: Matthews, Nylander. Yeah. Hyman, Tavares, Marner. Yeah. He's a guy. Kadri,
2: who, Kapanen, Brown, Johnson probably. or Johnson doesn't Johnson's matter who it doesn't nice matter.
1: Yeah. And then the fourth line doesn't matter. So deep. Put the goat in there. Yeah. So deep. This is yeah. a guy
0: though who, even if you're in one of those deeper leagues or say a league that people don't pay attention, 74 percent own. There's 26 percent of leagues that are out there where he is not. He's a free agent. Yeah. Scoop him right now. Yeah. Um, I know it's insane. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: But you, I, I would honestly just be throwing deals out for him right now. Yeah. Left and right. Like I, like I said last week, I told
1: I told my girlfriend yeah. to draft him. And it's, I wasn't taking the huge risk on him. I was already sat it right away. I'm like, take him. Like He's going to He's going to be fucking incredible. It seems unreal. And she's sitting there it's like, why do I still have this guy? I can never play him. like, just relax. It's going to pay <laughs> dividends. It's <laughs> going to be so good when it happens. It's going to be so good. Man, I'm playing. pretty sure she just like puts him in the lineup Like whenever yeah, like, there's other players. I've been putting him in. She so. seems a little like, he plays safe. Other right
0: wing doesn't play. He like, puts him in. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, get you anything tonight, yeah. babe. But maybe next week. Dropping babes on the podcast. So I'm uh, I love you, like Beb. Beb. I'm uh, it was Beb, like beeps, beeps, Whoa, beeps. Whoa, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack the goalies because we all know I love them with my stars. Um, so my bylow, love we always say I'm going to attack them. Absolutely, going, attack going at them physically, verbally, <laughs> emotionally. But yeah, uh, Connor Hellebuck, extreme buy low. Talked about it a few years er, A, few, a few, years. few years ago we did. He was eighteen. A few years. weeks ago though we did talk about this. Um, that he was struggling to start the year and we still consider him a top tender in this league. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of pressure from Lura Boursain. He's played really well. He has played well, but I don't care. Not a lot of pressure. No, he doesn't. Like, there's not a lot of yeah. there's not a lot of threat to his starting. This the no. is a top five goalie in the league. Has not played like one with a nine ten save percentage. Um, but after forty four wins last year, it's pretty hard not to go after this guy. Reason I put him on the buy low is because I'm pretty sure a lot of people accept uh, about five or six other goalies who might look like they're doing well right now over him. And, uh, and they might do that deal um, some guys were overperforming yeah. since goalies are so bad this year yeah um, yeah I was gonna say as, to
2: panic. as far as struggling goalies yeah. go like 9-10 really doesn't look that bad Absolutely. I'd be trying
1: well I, tonight hurt his value but like even trying to do something like a like a Jimmy Howard and another piece yeah, or like Halak just like somebody that's played Halak There's a good one because there's a lot of people that are yeah, just playing Riddick, yeah, like, like obviously it's going to be hard to give up on hellabuck it's going yeah. it to and all, you guys know
2: the fantasy owners in your league you know yeah. if they're yeah. you know <laughs> eligible to be taken advantage of one if way it is or another someone most of them yeah, are
0: I would absolutely say take advantage of as someone who's, well, we, like you said, we weak. talked about it. Got to target weeks. the casual owners. Yeah, we talked about it a couple
1: <laughs> weeks ago that uh, you know there's a lot of guys that are struggling, and Hellebuck topped our list of guys that made the most confidence in yeah. bouncing back. Another guy we had a lot of confidence in bouncing back was Braden Holby, and he uh, has done that. He won his fourth straight game tonight. I'll be. Uh, only allowed one goal. Hope he has been put, on an absolute... Put the Phoenix back in its cage and yeah. on back on the bench. Been on an absolute tear. Another thing we talked to about ashes. last week was Andrei Svechnikov. I was against D when he wanted to drop or cut bait with Svechnikov last week, I believe. I still uh, don't own him in redraft leagues before anyways, you go off here, I'm but. doubling down on him tonight, though. Uh, the Hurricanes' third line, which has been carried by Svechnikov, has not only been one of the best oh, third, third lines right. in the NHL, but one of the best lines in the entire league this season, Albeit in limited ice Hold time, albeit um, against bottom sixes. Yes, but, but they got Jordan Martinik on the lane for Christ's sake. Well, averaging just fourteen. It's probably minutes, why they don't score for how well, much they averaging shoot. Just fourteen <laughs> minutes a night. Smeshchenkov is on pace for two hundred and twenty-five shots. Uh, that shot shot attempts per six. He would put him on pace for two hundred and fifty-seven shots if he were playing sixteen minutes a night. Uh, we've already seen the ice time start to climb. He's played over seventeen minutes in back-to-back games. Uh, sure, he's only got 11 points in 23 games, but that's why he's a great buy low candidate. Yep, uh, or pickup candidate if other people dropped him. Uh, he's shooting just 7.9 percent and has a low 5.3 on ice shooting percentage, which for sure has something to do with playing alongside Jordan Martinuk all year. But Svechenkov is going to pop off soon, whether he's on free agency or needs to be acquired. Uh, via trade, I think you can get him for very, very low. H. Even if he's just a bottom of your roster type of guy right now, I think there's going to be a chance this guy moves in the top six at some point. It just has to happen. It's just too good. You invested all this draft capital in him. If the you know the Hurricanes went through a tough stretch there, if they keep losing games, uh, gotta eventually he's got to move up. Eventually he's got to move up, and I want him on my team when he pops off. So either if he's available via free agency or available via trade, I just there's too many things. Working in Sveshnikov's favor, uh, usually there's red flags popping up, but I guess green flags right now. I don't, I don't know what to say. I know D is kind of stepping off. on your toes here. Well, do you he have anything? Uh, <laughs> no, I just,
2: like, I, I, love Sveshnikov. Like, yeah, I think I know he's going to be an amazing goal scorer. I was talking about it uh, on Twitter. I think he could score 40 goals next season. I just sure. think when you look at their lineup this year, uh, their lines have just been so concrete, mm-hmm. and every line serves a purpose. I. I just think it's so hard for him to move up that lineup at this point. He's got to unseed Furland or Terra It has to be, has top top to be
1: Furland or Vinan for yeah. sure. And I think, like, I think and I the, just first, got, the first move that happens I is... I can see big. it
2: happening for a few games. I just, I don't know if they do it over the That's first what I'm saying, though, no, but
1: all it could take is a few games. So yeah. Let's just say they bump, because Furland would be a nice fit on that third line, too. Like, Furland would fit in yeah. just fine. Honestly,
2: Vinan seems like the one that would be more likely to move. He's the one that's gotten kind of punished fourth line game here and yep. there, but... Again, it One just seems over the down, course of the year, it's just been up. so concrete. Svechkov yeah. moves
1: up and has a, just goes on a tear. Right. Like, that's all it can And then take. another
2: thing, from a coaching perspective, you look at how good the third line's been. And like you said, how clearly the driving factor. Do you really want to take Svechkov off that No, for sure.
1: Line? Especially a team that just generates as much. Yeah. Tests.
2: So I just think if you have the roster spot, again, as far as dropping him goes, I, obviously I think he's worth holding on to. But I, my whole point with dropping him a few weeks ago was if you're pushing for the spot, I wouldn't hold on to him. Uh, just because it doesn't look like he's going to get the playing time he deserves this season,
1: Has to and in
2: redraft leagues, I didn't think the risk of him getting that playing time if like you dropped him was uh, you know offset what you could get in the intern for picking up. If
1: you're listening to this podcast, what you could pick up, you're paying more attention than most owners or most we hope owners pay attention or owners look into the deep stats like we do, even in keeper leagues, just looking at his points now, people drafted him as a. Obviously, it's going to take more to get him in a keeper league. But people drafted him thinking he was going to be a stud this year, and yeah. so far, based off just the numbers, the points, they're not there yet. No. Yeah. So you could. This is the. There's not going to be a better time
2: because it's going to happen eventually. Yeah.
1: It, even if it's later this year. Like next 230,
2: year... 230 shots as what? a 20 year old, 19. Yes,
1: 19, and he's and he's and playing he's playing minutes, minutes It's, it's insane. insane.
2: That's what I mean. He's gonna like 40 goals is in this guy's future. But uh, I just I think the chance of it happening this year. I, well, 40 not goals. Super happy. Yeah, but i think not super No, well, is, not that, but I mean to get to yeah. that sort of pace. Or get just get the opportunity. It just right. doesn't seem very likely to happen at this point. But Obviously,
1: those are guys you can trade not a lot for. Here's guys, hopefully, that you can get a lot in return for sell high. Uh, D, who do you got?
2: Jeff Skinner. Uh, and you got to be careful with this one because Skinner is going to be a very serviceable goal scorer for the remainder of the season. I'm just not expecting him to continue anywhere near this pace. He's got 18 goals and 8 assists in 24 games this season. The shots are coming in bunches for him, which is always a great sign, but Skinner is shooting 22.5% right now, which is always a bad sign. Uh, the, the highest shooting percentage he's ever maintained over a full season was 14 point, 14.4% Excuse me, in his rookie season. Uh, he's on pace for 193 more shots this season. If you apply his career shooting percentage of 11.2%, then we can expect 22 more goals from Skinner this season from here on out. That would be just enough to get him his first 40-goal season, but 22 goals from here on out isn't all that valuable, especially when you consider the lack of assists. Skinner had 32 apples as a rookie, but hasn't had more than 26 in a full season since. Oof. Has just 8 in 24 games this year, as I said earlier. He's second in the NHL in goals right now. Uh, and yeah, might ride this hot start to a 40-goal campaign, but you could easily move him for a bona fide point point-per-game threat right now. I think you have to take advantage of this ridiculously hot start to cash in now. His value has never been higher. Brock, I know you have Jeff Skinner in a league, and you're just talking about how you don't want to trade him.
1: Well, though, I'm just saying it's hard. It is hard. It and is I'm hard. In a, and I'm in a I get it. Where, I get I'm it. I'm in a league where uh, goals are weighed pretty heavily compared to apples, so yeah. like he's even more valuable in that league. Yeah.
2: And then you can disregard what I said about the lack of assists. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, so,
1: so, so some leagues, obviously, it's league dependent. That's why I wanted to jump in there a little bit. Like we get, uh, we get an extra point for for goals like we do assists. So yeah. goals are you know twice as valuable, more valuable, and he gets. Uh, mind you, I have him on a team with Nathan McKinnon, Miko Randon, Steven Stamkos, Braden Point, uh, just Jeff Skinner, Roman yeah. Yossi. the bet- team better be winning. Oh my god, I'm I'm first in the league. Just <laughs> blow the league fucking out of the water. Yeah. As you, as, per as you. you should since it's your top, So you could get but. Skinner
2: Skinner you could trade Skinner for Barzal Plus in that league.
1: Oh my god. I've been trying to trade <laughs> I tried to trade Braden Point last week for like uh well, I was trying to actually trade Elias Petterson. I was trying to trade Elias Petterson for like Eric Carlson. I was, I was like I like, but, like not I straight like, off, but no, I, I was like, working, I was trying to like, sell uh, high. Cause like I'm like fuck, I got I have, have McKinnon Point Stamkos and Ryan Johanson and Elias Petterson. I have five just strict centers that are all like over a point per game right now. They're all insane.
2: Remember yeah. the good old days when McKinnon had right wing eligibility? Oh my yeah, god, I know crazy. I just wanted to play there for like a couple <laughs> of games. Bad.
1: Like go. Shoot the center for a minute, bro. But uh no they like no centers
2: though, so it's fine. Never happened. He's fine. But, uh, Tyson a- Yosen <laughs> bumping him off that spot. In of, yeah.
0: <laughs> Who are you selling high on? I mentioned him earlier. Um, hate to do it because his dad is a total Windsor alert. Max <laughs> Domi. Pell River alert. Bell River alert, Bell River alert yeah. Um, My Max- neighbor sold him a boat one time. Might tell bit. My dad course. coached him, which it's is local. ridiculous. Like actually coached him as a kid. Coach Ty. A coach because he's a terrible player. He my dad coached show.
2: Stubby Clap. Stubby Clap almost became the manager of the Blue Jays this summer. Hey you go. Hey go. Goal, Dave, too. But, but, coach him in football um, though. So. Anyway, goal, yeah, move yeah. It on. <laughs> uh, but,
0: uh, anyways, after being traded in the offseason from Arizona to Montreal, Domi's kind of been a revelation um, to the French out there. Eleven <laughs> goals, fifteen assists. 26 points in 24 games.
2: You want your Don Cherry? right Yeah. Now. I was um, <laughs> in
0: 24 games,
2: 24 games. Um,
0: likely, if you got this guy, you got him extremely late in drafts or off the free agency, so you should be inclined to move him for just about anything that people are valuing him for right now. Um, this is one guy who I absolutely expect to regress. Um, he put up nine goals his past two seasons, um, mm-hmm. so nine goals and uh, nine goals. So him at 11, this is a he's blowing it out of the water. He hasn't had a year above 19 since he's entered the league across <laughs> three years. Um, I absolutely expect him to slow down. He's shooting at a 20.4 clip right now. An a-, a career average 10% shooter. I just hope he slows down because he's like the only guy that's really yeah. making us look like assholes. I know, and I'm, I'm like, he has to stop. Anyways, he has a career high. Career high. Three power play goals already this year, so he's already surpassed his previous <laughs> career high in power play goals with three. So, um... I don't expect him to keep up this type of goal scoring production. If you can trade him for mm-hmm. someone who does put the puck in the net, honestly, at this point, I, I would even consider doing him for a knee in a league. Um, maybe. I don't know. It, depends where, it league, depends where you're at. If you have a lot of assists, I would do it for sure. I personally would do it. Yeah, I would do it. Would do yeah, it. Would do it. Um, this is a guy you If you could get someone who was taken within the top 50, within the top 70, even. Um, a lot of players up there Domi just doesn't have That ceiling To me personally I don't see him Or that team Doing as good As they have started
1: I would even Like in a couple of weeks Try to trade him For like Victor Arvidsson Like somebody Like there's so many Wingers out there That can score 30 goals That he's, yeah, he's on not, pace For 80 eight And honestly
2: points. It just reeks of What he did in his rookie season He just like tore it up was a point per game For like the first so quarter down, season So hard And then just like Like coasted to 52 yeah. points Put up 38 And then 45 Yeah um, you know, it seems like there's more there than we might have thought, uh, but at the same time, you know, as beams alluded to, the underlying numbers suggest there's no way this is a legitimate yeah. point-per-game player. The teams
0: definitely overperformed, too, so yeah. I mean...
2: Yeah, and I can attest to that line's 5v5 numbers not being the best, so yeah. kind of surprised to see they're still doing it, but power play is real.
1: Sticking in Canada, and a guy that was acquired via trade recently, uh, Matt Duchesne. Duchesne uh, was one of my sleepers coming into the season, but... What he's done through 23 games has been simply outstanding. Uh, the former Avalanche is showing exactly why the Senators traded so much for him.
0: Um, so much.
2: When
1: they still thought they were contenders not too long ago. Remember when uh, he was pumped to
2: go to a playoff team? He has,
1: <laughs> he has 10 goals and 29 <laughs> points in 23 games, but Boy, is shooting an extremely high 17.9%. Uh, Duchesne is a player who has maintained an impressive 126 Percent shooting percentage throughout his career. But the difference of 5.3% there on 200 shots is the difference between 25 goals and 36 goals. So uh, what he's done so far is not really sustainable. On top of that, Duchesne has a 15.2 on-ice shooting percentage, which is bound to come crashing back down to earth at some point, especially given the fact that the Senators aren't the most most gifted roster in the NHL. No, not at all. Uh, I think it'd be wiser... From here on out to expect 18 goals and 44 points down the stretch, which is what his career numbers was would suggest he would do, uh, rather than him maintaining um, if like what he's done so far. Through the remaining 59 games, he'd be on pace for another 26 goals and another 75 points. Uh, so he'd be well over 100. Uh, and it's almost 40 goals if, mm-hmm. uh, if he maintains it throughout the rest of the season. But... I'm not thinking that's very likely. Bad, uh, yeah. I don't even know if this guy's going to finish him up a point per game. I think that people that drafted him as a sleeper, late in drafts, uh, like my sister's boyfriend who traded him for Sidney Crosby the other day, uh, are sitting pretty. I think like just that, him telling me that he was able to do that alone, just shows that it's possible. That is so possible uh, for you guys out there if you own Matthew Shane, pair him with somebody else and pick up an absolute bonafide stud. So I'm dealing with Matthew Shane. Uh, as you know, as as quickly as possible, while the numbers are still as pretty as they are right now. So, D, continue with
2: selling highs. Uh, I'll just hop right into this one. It seems to make sense to do it after you talk about Duchesne. But Thomas Chabot. Uh, Chabot, Chabot, Chabot! I think we've probably got more questions about Chabot than any other player in the league this season, so I figured right, I had so. to talk about him here. Uh, Chabot, remarkably, 27 points in 23 games this season. He's already passed the 25 points he put up last year as a rookie.
0: Simply remark.
2: Shooting the puck a ton, which is an excellent sign for a defenseman his age. Uh, but his on-eye shooting percentage is all the way up to 14.6% on the season. Ridiculously high for defenseman. I can't stress that enough. I don't think we can rely on the Senators' offense to provide Chabot with lofty assist totals all year long, as Brock just alluded to, uh, talking about Deshane there. Uh, and Chabot due for some regression at 5v5, obviously, and I could not be any less of a believer in the Senators' power play. Their power play sits at 24.3% of the season, the 8th best in the NHL, already supplying Chabot with 7 power play points. I like Chabot a lot, let me stress that, uh, but Ottawa's offense as a whole is very fraudulent. It relies on the 2nd best shooting percentage in the NHL. It's going to give out sooner than later, and we'll see Chabot's numbers start to slip as a result. I'd be hesitant to move him in keeper leagues. Uh, the sure. shots, is just the potential is crazy right now. But in redraft leagues, I'd be offering up again for any legitimate point-per-game player I could find. Uh, and I would be offering him straight up for the likes of Burns or Carlson. Uh, I just think... No reason not to. I, is there a chance Shabbat ends up with 70 points at the end of the season? Yes. Right. Uh, there's a three or four defensemen who are much more likely at this point. Uh, so those are the guys I'd be looking to move up. Like I, I would said, trade him for I'd Roman Yossi right now. Trade him for Morgan Riley? That was the one I was kind of... I think for sure. I right? would trade him for both of them. Yeah. 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 That,
1: that, that offense has to... Yeah. No, Yeah, like the Kansas State. You could
2: probably trade him for Klingberg and like a sixty-five point guy on the side. You know what I mean, right now with Klingberg out. Yeah. Um, Oh, and like, yeah, I I just think,
1: but you could try.
2: Yeah, it'd be worth it. I would
1: do it. (laughs) There are so many defensemen. There's probably ten defensemen I'd rather have than than Chabot right now yeah. but and not, he that's, might, that's saying a lot though 10 is, is he not very many it you know, just speaks to how good he's been we could be doing
2: our uh, defenseman season preview show in three years and be talking about just Chabot as the clear cut number one defenseman yeah. off the board uh, I just think when you look at you know the numbers he's putting up like, like we said there's a lot of defensemen that are just much more reliable bets to carry on that production for the whole year I don't
1: think we can stress enough though the one point that you said redraft leagues only
2: yes if the you have this guy, in a three keeper shots league, a game as a twenty-year-old yeah, defenseman. Dang, crazy. If you have
1: him as a as a, a keeper league defenseman, just sit down. Don't listen to this. That point, he's and, borderline. And rejoice,
2: he's board, Yeah, he's borderline the most valuable defenseman in uh, keeper league. Oh
0: my god, for sure. Yeah, but sticking to D um, and overperforming D as we uh, okay as as we're going with. I guess if Chibatis, I guess they're all overperforming. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Mark Giordano is my sell high. Um, this is a guy in his pat. Past his thirties, uh, or not his thirties, but sorry, past thirty. Um, my bad, Mark. Don't mean to, to pee on you like that. Two goals, twenty two, or two goals, twenty assists for twenty two points in twenty four games. Really, like a lot recently too. Like yeah, wasn't great. Absolutely answer. crushing it, and hot. Uh, uh, yeah, and people are going to count him as a number one D man on their roster. Um, or might do that in your league, and that's why I like to trade a guy like Giordano because, in my opinion, he is not a number one fantasy D man. He's a phenomenal number two, but not a number one. Um, he's a plus thirteen this year, sixty nine shots on net, on net. Nice, Mark. Um, nice. He's always been a top end fantasy D man due to his ability to get ten plus goals, but he's never really been that next level of D or of a fantasy D man. Thirty nine points in his last two seasons just kind of shows where his ceiling ends at. Yes, he's gone off to a hot start, but he's definitely down er, likely to come back down to earth for the rest of the year. And when he does that, that's to the beat of a guy that you could pick up off the waiver wires having a hot week um, or a couple hot weeks. So for me, Giordano is kind of a guy, if you can move him for someone who has been struggling early. You talked about Goss Despair. Um, Carlson, obviously, we all want to attack. Um, Too late, I think. A couple other We talked team, about it a couple weeks ago. He's yeah. too late to death, But there are a couple guys that I like who, who run stronger power plays. If you can move him for Klingberg right now. P.K. Subban. P.K. Subban. Yeah, a couple injured guys. Um, yeah, absolutely. I would go for it. Um, again, hasn't su- surpassed 40 points in two years. Um, even if he gets to 60, it's a great year for Mark. Yo, oh, my gosh. But with where you drafted him, what you can move him for now is the time. Even, yeah. if, even if he continues this throughout the year, which he's not. He's not going to finish the year with... Seventy six points. No, um, then you know.
1: Marjuniere is a guy I always like because I think he's uh he's, he's not he, well he's consistent and he's not the sexiest name. So like he he's always been a guy you can get a little bit later than you probably should. Super bald. Um, but even if you're looking at moving him, I would probably go to a team. You know, if people are paying attention. Go to a, a team that's got like a good drawer, Monaghan on it already, and try to. Maybe they'll yeah, want to hit him with that. Yeah, they might want it a little yeah, bit more. Uh, in the Calgary Flame. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that uh, I, you know, trading Giordano right now makes a lot of sense. Big uh, time for sure. Yeah. And but I mean, he is great. I, I would be surprised. Phenomenal. I love. I would be surprised yeah. if he has a really, 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 really good year. But I wouldn't hesitate to move him because there's a lot of guys that you could probably acquire. Yeah. That will also have extremely good
0: use. He had a 21 goal, 56 yeah. oh, point phenomenal. season um, three late years ago, blooper. which is phenomenal. Absolutely. Just still Bloomberg? But he's a guy who, I, you know, I just, he doesn't have that offensive upside like like guys I think you could get right now. Yeah.
1: It's weird, like, I kind of segued into D's. Uh, Thomas Chabot And then now You, you stuck with the D Segue to you And now segue right back We're to D. So I'm going right segway. back To the Flames It's just <laughs> One Yo. big segue here uh, Okay it's So mine's Matthew Kachuk yes. And I'll start by saying Matthew Kachuk's great uh, Actually though I will also add that Pretty much every single Other site or whatever Out there uh, That I paid attention to Had Kachuk ranked higher than me I wasn't a huge believer And shame on me Because he's been great uh, So far Uh, Works hard every shift. Owns plenty of offensive ability. Uh, And his number through 24 games are just outstanding, but I just do not believe they will hold up. Uh, 12 goals, 27 points so far, Uh, like I said, in 24 games. But he's relying on a 22.2 shooting percentage. uh, And a a pretty reasonable 9.9 on a shooting percentage to do so. Uh, I, I do think it is reasonable to expect Kachuk to finish the season with 40 plus assists. Uh, I think he has that playmaking upside. Uh, I think he can do it. But there's just no way he ends up with the 41 goals that he's on pace for right now on just 185 shots. Uh, 22.2 shooting percentage, obviously, uh, you know, that's a number we always look at and that's just not going to hold up. So I think, you you know, this is a guy that could probably end up with 25 and, uh, you know, in, in, in 40. Yep. Uh, he, he might finish with 30 this year. Because of the head start he's already been given, but I mean, moving forward, he's going to score more like a 25 goal scorer than a 40 goal scorer. And uh, you know, the assists are there, but uh, I would trade with confidence as long as you know what you need to be doing here is, is taking advantage of the head start of goals that he that he has and trying to acquire a guy that you know that you believe is a is a legitimate goal scorer. You want to get a guy that you know can score at a 35 goal pace the rest of the season. Um, I honestly wouldn't hesitate to trade, uh, you know, Matthew Kachuk for even a guy like, let's say, Ricard Raquel. You know, that might be pushing it a little bit, but no, Ricard Raquel is a guy that's 30-goal score for sure. It, it's going to happen. The Ducks are starting to pick it up. Uh, I Would I do that right now? Probably not, but I th- only because I think you can shoot for the stars. Yeah. Uh, with Matthew chuck. you can shoot a little bit higher, and then if that doesn't work out, you can fall back on a guy that is a bona fide scorer. Um, maybe a Philip Forsberg is a guy you can target, uh, depending on what kind of league you're in. I just I just think that you can trade him for so much more than he's valued for, because we always talk about how important goals are. And he's just not a guy that is going to score that many goals going forward. Yeah. Pass him now! Get rid of him. Like back to you do we have a double up segue here triple up quadruple up segue no I actually ah, went hit. out of order to ah, line up son trip, of a
2: bitch uh, let me think no there's nothing I can do here Gabriel Cog. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: not similar at all no. they both play left wing that's about it yeah, yeah. segue both scoring a lot
2: of goals yeah uh, both, they
0: both are the best hitter on their line
2: true mm-hmm. froley throws some bot too when he's on that oh, line yeah. he's yeah. dead right now he's yeah. injured uh, you know, this is a tough one for me. We here on the DFO podcast, some of us love Colorado, but we all some love Colorado one. We all love Colorado one. We do. As Colorado. an owner of McKinnon and McDonald, like I couldn't love them anymore. Uh, Gabe, a big valuable part of that. Uh, I don't want to undermine, you know, what he brings to that line. He's a valuable third piece. Uh,
1: somebody's gotta do the hard
2: work. But his underlying numbers suggest this point per game pace we seen from him can't possibly last. He has twenty-six points in 23 games this year in large part thanks to a 20.6 shooting percentage and a 13.9 on a shooting percentage once those numbers settle down we should see him you know kind of settling closer to the 62 points he put up last year uh when the line first really took off i think that's uh you know more fair still a lot more than what he was doing the last few seasons and obviously yeah. worthy of a roster spot uh, quality roster spot at that um but that's what I would expect, not this point per game that we've seen from him so far. Keep in mind, his shot totals are up, and he's on pace to break 200 shots for the first time in five years. Uh, but I think when you look at it objectively, there's no way his value can rise or hold at this point. Uh, it's got nowhere to go but down. Like Skinner, Lana is another guy I would look at moving for a more legitimate point per game player. Like a lot of these guys talked about, you want to be careful because he's not someone that you just want to unload for nothing. Yeah, You could potentially get able. burned in this trade. Uh, but, I, like I said, I just think at this point, I'm looking at a 60-point pace from here on out, uh, maybe get some closer to 70 points with the head start he's got uh, by season's end. But all you care about is what happens from now until the end of April, or mid-April, I should say. So, I just think, you know, Landis there's a lot of hype around the Colorado one right now, rightfully so. Yep. We've been pumping that train for a while now. Uh, I think there's a lot you can get for him right now, especially at a position as thin as left wing. I think if you have the depth, you really got to look at... At least consider the options that you might be able to get in return for him. Because like I said, value is never going to be higher. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that, that's the one thing I guess we should always point out when we talk about sell highs is you've got to make sure that you're not ripping yourself off. We're not trying to just tell you to get rid of these guys. Sometimes we are. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Every once in a while. But like, we'll but make that very not. clear. Yeah. And right now, like these guys are players that are still going to be very productive on your roster. We just it's want just you to get better better. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. More productive.
0: And if there's one person on that line who's bound to regress... Um, D's yeah. right It is Landis Cog We've seen him put up Clearly the lowest amount Would you rather own Landis Cog Or William Nylander Moving forward Landis Cog Personally
2: I don't yeah, know Yeah I think a week from now I would say Nylander yeah. <laughs> Just a l- little too many Question yeah. marks I don't know if I would Move Landis Cog For Nylander Straight up
1: Quite yet Yeah Yeah, yeah.
2: Quite yet um, Quite yet Give it Talk a week
1: about Talk about it next week Yeah ask
2: me next week
0: Who you you selling high <laughs> on right now Didn't have a third one But uh Did have a third Super one. quick Thought about it Well I had a name But I didn't have any Much stats beyond him Elias Peterson. Again yeah. someone we don't want I, Personally I don't even know If you guys want to move him But yeah. personally I say Someone you don't want to move For any, just about anything It's the right piece yeah. Guy and, is shooting at 28.3% Uh huh Forty-six shots. That's going to go down. Mm. Um, the hype is at the highest it'll ever be at. We've already seen think. him go through a cold stretch. While that best player ever. <laughs> you got best but player yeah, ever hype. You got Wayne Gretzky hype. If <laughs> you can trade him <laughs> for <laughs> someone, uh, Elias Pettersson. Yeah. Again, I don't like moving him, but if you can trade for better, I was on trying that to point,
2: I
1: was trying to trade him for Eric Carlson on that point too.
2: Quick, uh, back on our segue here. The other guy I was really looking at or considering dropping here was Elias Lindholm.
0: Nice. Um, also big. Also, like, like the rest of the guys, guys are talking about, yeah, got to
2: be careful because he's going to be serviceable. But again, uh, you look at the underlying numbers, you expect his pace to really drop off, even if he does maintain a spot on that top line.
1: It's like I knew this was coming because I was going to talk about Anthony Mantha as a buy-low guy. Yeah, popped uh, off today. Tonight he had two goals, one assist, and ten shots on goal. They would have won
2: that game if they left Jimmy Howard in net.
1: Yeah, probably. But yeah, Mantha, Bullshit. I mean, if it's not too late, I would, I would be trying to acquire him. He's been playing over 20 minutes a night. Guy I was going to talk about, but again, after two goals, one assist, and ten shots tonight.
2: Ten shots?
1: Ten shots. Ten Thirteen shots. drafting points tonight for Anthony
2: Ten Matthews. shots? What a ten banger. Shots. Wow. He's, he's outstanding.
1: Ten uh, shots? This is why we told... I guess I was
2: right when I called that an even matchup, eh? Well, this is why we... <laughs> they both popped this up. This is why Columbus we Columbus call... won the Detroit one.
1: Jeff Blaschel a fucking donkey every week because yeah. he was the guy that buried him on the fourth line for two weeks and made everybody drop him. And then people who added him are like, oh my God, that's the greatest thing that ever I mean, happened. You could probably because, still add him. I think it only, uh, uh, on, yeah. so he's only 100 percent He's on He's, yeah. he's lighting up.
2: But it's going to jump up after 10 shots. Uh, on okay.
1: We just talked about being careful with trading these guys. And this one is definitely must be careful with. Proceed- Last one. Hang in there. Proceed with caution. Braden Point. Uh, Point is absolutely on fire. 17 goals, 31 points in 24 games. However, he's actually playing less minutes than he was last year. He's on pace for 19 less shots over the course of the full season. Point is absolutely outstanding. Don't get me wrong here. But especially on a line with Nikita Kucherov if that sticks. But when point uh, shooting percentage, which is at like 22 right now. Or something maybe even higher drops closer to fifteen yep. percent. Uh, for the rest of the season, I think you can reasonably expect uh, you know twenty five goals over the next fifty eight games. He scored reminder seventeen and twenty four. I think he's more of like a twenty five over the next fifty kind of guy. Uh, but right now, I'd be trying to trade him like the fifty eight goal scorer. He's on pace to be. I think you can trade him for the moon right now, and I would definitely be trying to. There's guys out there that will try to get. A guy who has 31 points, 17 goals so far right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The numbers are outstanding. But, again, do not trade him unless you're getting an absolutely you know, for sure, superstar back. Yeah. It's the
2: type of move that takes a lot of gusto to make, you know what I mean? It takes sure. some balls, uh, but when they end up working out for you, they work out better than any other move. Yeah, Balls do win championships. It's the type of Swingers. move that nets you uh, struggling Alex Ovechkin in return. Not that that's happening this year, but it no, has but in years past. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: 100%. So,
0: we're anyways,
1: I hope you guys enjoyed probably the yeah. longest CFO podcast that we've done in a very long time. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can... Probably just tweet at, at DFO Podcast or at Daily Face Off. There was one question. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was, uh, 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 will Beebs ever
2: lose a drafting contest yeah. again? from that. And Beb, he buddy. will because his, <laughs> he, you know, the hype's too That's high. Team.
1: The hype's too high. Yeah, I'm
2: selling high on Bees. Yeah, right <laughs> I'm selling high on. If you look Beavis. at the underlying numbers, his lineup construction, it's a little off. That's yeah. too.
1: I'm going to go ahead and, and actually say that I guarantee that Bees will not win another DraftKings <laughs> contest for the rest of the <laughs> season.
0: What? Look out tomorrow <laughs> night. Not going to win one. I think if Bees wins
2: year. another one, you got to pay his entries for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, from that point on. <laughs> that seems aggressive so if if I hope he might, doesn't win till if my I'd table, say tomorrow <laughs> like the people are expecting yeah it's uh, like five bucks four, four to one right? odds on me winning gotta stop. that was the heavy saving
2: you just yeah. made bro
1: no he's not winning for the rest of the year I'm gonna play a and stack <laughs> anyways I hope you guys enjoyed episode 14 season 4 of the DFO podcast I'm Brock Segan we got Dylan D Birthube, and B the DK King yeah. Bondi <laughs> not gonna win for the rest of the year though see you guys back here Next week, join the podcast or join the contest tomorrow.
2: I can't hear you guys through these two DK contest wins in <laughs> my ears. <laughs> Peace. What a piece. Magic Wands don't lose.